Welcome back to Second Look. We're excited to have our church librarian, Jennifer Wilson, and Lacey Moody, 2PC member and curator of the Instagram account, Lacey Moody Reads, back on the podcast for a third annual book talk. After you listen, be sure to check the show notes for a list of the books and resources they mentioned. So a couple years ago, um, the communication staff just asked us if we would just sit around for I don't know, like 40 minutes or so and just chat about reading. And so Mm -hmm. we've done that. And this is the third time we've gathered to do it. And it really is kind of fun um, because very fun. It is. Always a joy to get to chat books with Jennifer. Yeah. And Uh um, I have to be honest and say just like after the first time we talked, it like my reading habits changed. So it was good for me. Um, I think last year we talked about how I like now read on a Kindle, whereas the first time we talked, I was like, I got to hold the book. I can't read on a Kindle. And now I can't, yes. I can't read fiction in my hand. Like I, now fiction comes free from the public library on my Kindle. And that's, you know, did, that yeah. was not it, the case until I podcasted with you that first time. So thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that feature of the Memphis library. That's where you get it from. Yes. Yeah. Cause it's yeah. free. It's yeah, zero dollars and 50 cents and it is great amazing. For the budget. Yeah. Yes. I um, had been, a book came out this spring and I guess cause of COVID maybe they have not added it yet. And it's like a mainstream author kind of anticipated. And I kept waiting and waiting all this is to say after like six weeks and they still hadn't added it, like the digital copy, mm-hmm. I, I bought it. Like I physically went and bought the book and it's probably the first fiction book I have bought in three years. Yeah. It was a strange yeah. feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's great. Where do you typically buy your books? Um, well, set the bookmark, honestly, because yeah. the physical books that I will read are, are typically nonfiction theology and um i just you know support king buy him in the bookmark mm-hmm. he'll order them for me if, if you know we don't have it the fiction like i said zero dollars and thrifty cents download it from the library so yeah. you though i know you're a huge supporter of independent bookstores yeah so if it's um a theological book i will either go to the bookmark or sometimes I go to you um at the library yeah that's true yeah you you can't mark in it and you have to bring it back that's true it's yes that's very true I have to tell my kids that when I get get kids books from the library but um I shop at novel quite a bit Mm -hmm. um and I use my kindle a lot too um with the Memphis library but I um I do love to go to novel and we're you know, down at the beach now. And, um, we went to Sundog books down in mm-hmm. seaside. Um, have you ever been there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But just okay. being able to go to yeah. somebody else's bookstore. Yeah. That's, you know, that's fun. It's super fun. Well, tell me what have you been reading? Like reflect back to 2020. What were some things that you read or did some things that brought you joy um, yes. or comfort last year? Um, So I will say if it weren't for Goodreads, I would have no clue what I read because I think last year I probably read about 50 
maybe a little bit more books. And I mean, I just went through Goodreads this morning. I was like, oh, I didn't remember I read that. And I read, I looked at one and I was like, I rated this one and I don't even recall the storyline. And so anyway, so I went back and I looked mm-hmm. through them and I'll say. Um, Is that more or less than what you typically read? Way more. Because okay. usually, and, and I can talk about this too, usually I'm nonfiction and I read that slowly because I want to hold on to what I'm reading. Usually, you know, mm-hmm. sanctification or Christian living or deep dives into what does it mean when you say kingdom of God or, you know, just things that you don't want to race through. So I read them slowly mm-hmm. and I absorb them. Fiction, I can race through. Um, and what was interesting with the pandemic is I had zero concentration. I could not hold a thought. I couldn't pay mm-hmm. attention I read Same. maybe three, not like mm-hmm. of my typical reads. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was like pushing a boulder up a hill. I couldn't do it. And so yeah. I read mostly fiction, which mm-hmm. brought my reading up more than it usually is. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, like I said, like maybe three nonfiction. So yeah. um, my favorite, and I can, I, I can speak of it i can't really recommend it because i would have reservations there's some parts in it that just you're not very sanctifying but the year of wonders i can't remember who wrote it but it's about the 1666 plague in england okay oh wow i don't know if you remember right at the beginning of covid in a sermon george was talking about this village in england the plague came, they gathered as a town and decided yes. that they would all promise not to leave the village and mm-hmm. they would just stay there until the plague died out. So it's a novelized version of that town okay. and its pastor and um, the women who kind of were like the medicine women. They weren't, they weren't midwives, but it was like all medicinals and herbals and things and Anyway, it was, it's a great story. It has a really twisty ending, but I can't recommend it. This being a second press podcast, I can't really recommend that you run out and go get it. You just have to use your own discretion and discernment, but um, that was my favorite that I read just because, you know, I resonated with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You um, turning to fiction to like reignite your reading life is such a great, strategy i've heard of other people you know doing that do you have any other like anything else you did um or any other reading struggles yeah well and i'll say there were some things that i wanted to read and i struggled like i said to pay attention so i got the audiobooks and for some of them i read the book while listening to the book so it was like going in my ears and in my eyes yeah. Um, and I always read nonfiction with a highlighter. And so I could retain more of that. Like, mm-hmm. I did Color of Compromise. Yeah. I did Cost of Discipleship. Um, what else did I listen to? I, I'm drawing a blank. I can't think of other audiobooks where I did all of that together. But it just, yeah. it helped me pay attention. I'm still not out of the rut. Like I have been trying to start, um, I've been, I started gentle and lowly like six weeks ago. Have you? Yeah. So my husband is, Sam is reading that currently and, um, he's, I've heard great things about it. Oh my golly. It was every, everybody's book of the year last year. 
I mean, every like the World Magazine, Christianity Today, Tim Challies, like you name the influential, like trustworthy um, gospel centered groups. And that was the book of the year. So our the library book club is going to read it this summer. How fun. September. Maybe I'll join in. Please do. (laughs) Um, So I've been trying to read it for six weeks. I have gotten through the first chapter and I can't focus. I just, I still am in the rut. So I may have to find the audio book and do that one double. Okay. So last year, let's see year of wonders. And then I discovered this writer and I wouldn't say, you know, it's the writing is amazing, but what has been interesting is her name is Marie Benedict. Have you read her? That name sounds familiar. I don't know. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you the titles and maybe it'll ring a bell. Okay. So she writes novels about real historical women who are really strong, like really strong okay. women of history. So I think the first one I read was about Hedy Lamar. And it was okay. the only woman in the room. And basically it was the it was built around the, the fact that yes, she was an actress, but she was also brilliant and developed this radio thing. I, I, I'm not technical. I'm not technological and sciencey that basically became what we use for Wi-Fi or Bluetooth or something like that. Now, wow. she did this in world war two and nobody would pay her any attention because she was a woman. So that was interesting. That was not my favorite one that she wrote, but it was the first Mm -hmm. one that I read. And then she did one about Agatha Christie. And then she did one about Clementine Churchill. Okay. And then one about just a made up woman who worked in Andrew Carnegie's or Carnegie's house. So they were good escapist stuff, little bit of history, but a novel, Mm -hmm. um, powerful women. And those sound good. So I can't remember if I mentioned this when we recorded last summer, but I read the dearly beloved. Oh, you hear a wall and you said it's your favorite of the whole. I'm plugging it again. It's so good. Y'all it's so good. Um, and then I I read, it's great. That's really good. Um, and then I read the nickel boys by Colson Whitehead. Um, it was, so impactful it's a fiction book based on a real life event um of the dozier school down in florida um and so it's very it's like it's a hard read really horrific things happen in the book um but it was just such an colson whitehead does a does an outstanding job of portraying I think what happened um so anyway I I recommend that and then I also read this is back to the frothy Joe and Laurie by Melissa De La Cruz and Margaret Stoll so it is a um what do they call it revisionist history it's like a a retelling it's a retelling of little women um and it is so good. Um, it's set like around like Christmas time, like little women is like very holiday esque. And so I read it in December, I think. And it was just the best. So cozy and good. I loved it. Had you read little women? I have. Yeah. And I saw, I love, um, 
I love the new movie, the Greta Gerwig. I love that one a lot. I know people are very passionate about this. About their but Yes. Yes. About which, about which one's better. Yeah. But anyway, I really liked the newest one that came out. Um, and so anyway, it was fun to read that after seeing the movie. Have you read March? I haven't. Is it good? So I don't know. <laughs> um, <Okay. laughs> I, I'll be honest with you. I have it. It's been on my bedside table for probably 15 years. Yeah. It's about the dad. Okay. Oh, it's interesting. It's not very thick. It, I, I mean, my dad read it and said, it's wonderful. Here you go. And I, that was, mm-hmm. it was a large chunk of time. I mean, a, like since from Ella being born and she is 19 and a half until probably when Harry was three that I read no fiction, like none. So yeah. he gave it to me in that period and I just kind of stacked it with the other books he kept giving me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Other books have been published since then. So that I have read, but yeah, I'll have to look into that. Yeah. I hear it's really good. Um, Mm -hmm. I cannot remember who wrote it though. Just March. I think it's just called March. Yeah. I'll look it up. So Lacey, you've always kind of said that you have an audio book that you always keep, Mm -hmm. like you have different things going all the time, like multiples, Mm -hmm. an audio book, Mm -hmm. fiction, a nonfiction, something light, something heavy. So I found myself kind of tilting that way this year too. So we've had some house projects that we've been doing. And one of them was scraping very well done, like professionally done wallpaper that was put on probably in 1980. That sounds fun. It was everything (laughs) fun. And that is when I listened to Color Compromise. Because it got me through, I mean, Mm -hmm. this stuff was put on so well. So when that was finished, I realized the beauty of audiobooks is you can multitask. Yes. So I have kind of followed in your footsteps and I now always have an audiobook through Libby (laughs) queued up Mm -hmm. and, you know, my other books that I'm reading. So awesome. So I'm more from that into weeding my flower bed because again, big house projects going on um, and listening to Ordinary Grace by William Kent Kruger. Have you read that? Um, No, but I saw it at the TGC conference. Really? Um, I think, yeah. It may be. I mean, it, yeah. Listening to it on audiobook, I kept thinking this guy's got to be a believer. He just got to be a believer. I could be wrong about that. I don't know. Well, so I've been waiting for this tender land. It's it's the same author and color compromise was finished. Mm -hmm. I needed an audio book. This one popped up ordinary grace. And so that was spectacular. I did that on audio book. It was good. That's about it for fiction for me. Okay. Yeah. You got other fiction? Um, yeah. So I, this, I think I've read both of these since January. The Girl with the Louding Voice by Abby Dari, I think is how you say the author's name. It will be in my top five for the year. It oh. was outstanding. Okay. Um, yeah. It's about um, a girl in, I can't remember which country in Africa, but it goes through her life and, um, 
just these different like horrific things that happen and struggles and kind of just how she comes, how she comes out of it. And it's a, it's a hard book, but it's also very hopeful. Um, and it really focuses on the strength of this character, the main, the protagonist of the book anyway, so good. And then I also read transcendent kingdom by y'all Jesse earlier this year. And, um, homecoming was one of my favorite books a few years ago. And this is her second book. And, um, it's very good. I enjoyed both of those a lot. I've heard a lot about that one. And what nonfiction have you read this year? If any. So here's the funny. I've listened to three that I can remember and read one. Okay. Was it good? My standard year. So the one that I read, I devoured. It was really good because it's applicable. It's not like um, abstract. It was completely Mm -hmm. applicable. And it was Melissa Kruger's Growing Together. Yes. I've not read it, but I'm familiar. So it's basically um, a guidebook for mentoring and discipleship. I mean, she basically says this book is for you. Get your mentee, the same book, and y'all read chapter one and talk through it. And then y'all go read chapter two and talk through it. And it's just, it was because I think it was so relevant. It was, I, I devoured it in like three days. Um, okay. And it's like, you know, let, we need to talk about why a relationship with the Lord is important. Yes. But just as important is being a part, an active part of your local church. Mm. So then you unpack that part and, and it goes on kind of like that and how to, you know, that using your gifts to serve in the kingdom and serve in your church, that is part of the Christian walk. So let's talk about why and what that looks like, et cetera. And so what's the name again? Growing Together. Growing Together. Okay. We have it in the library. Okay. We might even have two copies. Yeah. So that was good. I listened to Color of Compromise. I started Cost of Discipleship in October and devoured about half of it. Mm-hmm. I just, I had mental clarity. We were on vacation. I just, it's so good. And it, the first half of it is um, he... Bonhoeffer is unpacking the Sermon on the Mount and he's unpacking mm. it in ways that you're like, it, it's like world changing. It is heart mm. changing. It is so powerful. And then, you know, the, my brain went cloudy again and I put it down for, I didn't pick it up again until March. So I read it in October, stopped, pick it up again in March with the audiobook. I just, I wanted to finish it and I couldn't pay attention Um, listened to it and just finished it. And that was what prompted me to kind of text you and say, are there books you go back to? Because there are just some chapters in cost of discipleship that you got to return to. Mm. Um, He has this concept he introduces of saying, you know, when, if, when I am in Christ, Jennifer Wilson is in Christ. Lacey Moody is in Christ. That means that when we come together and talk like this, Christ is between us. Mm. And so because wow. I'm in him, you're in him, he's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are things that because you and I are sisters eternally, there are things about you and things about me that we will learn about each other that can only be learned because Christ is between us. Like he joins us together. 
that other people who aren't in the Lord, no matter how close they are to you as a relative or a friend, can't know you to that extent. Just, I mean, just things like that, that I'm like, I just got to go back. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah, I don't want to lose that. Did yeah. you do nonfiction? Did we already talk about you doing I, nonfiction this year? No, but I did some nonfiction, believe it or not. So I have um, I have a theological book, nonfiction that I read called Uncommon Grace yeah. by Tim Keller and John, is it Anazu? Do you know Anazu? Anazu? I just know it looks Japanese. I don't right. remember. I just yeah. Yes, um, but it's a collection of essays almost. Have you read it yet, Jennifer? No, um, okay. I haven't. It's in the window. Well, yeah. actually, mm-hmm. it's not in the window anymore because you posted about it. Um, a church member said, I want to read it. Yes. And got it. Yeah, good. I'm glad. It's a beautiful cover, um, but it's a collection of essays, um, essentially, and um, Tim Keller gives one and then John Anazu does. And then Lecrae gives one and oh. Trillia Newbell gives one and, um, Tish Warren. It's, it, there's probably about, I don't know, 10 or 12 people who give, um, their thoughts about how to live, um, according to the gospel in a world that is so at odds. Yeah. Um, and it is, so good it is so good that's a book talking about going to revisit I like highlighted so much and so you own it definitely I do I own it it is very marked up um so the best yes it was very good um and it again it just looks beautiful on the coffee table too you know for someone just to pick up and kind of browse through um and then I have a faith like kind of adjacent book I guess called good apple by Elizabeth Passarella. I think y'all might have that in the the library too. Um, So it's tales of a Southern evangelical living in New York. She's from Memphis. I laughed. I cried. Like my Sam kept being like, what book are you reading? Cause I would just be laughing. Like it is just so funny. It is so good. Okay. So we had said that we would talk about how you find like what you're going to read next. So how did you find that? I've never even heard of it. Yeah. So I, there's a, a, a girl, a, a woman that I follow on Instagram. Her name is Annie B. Jones. She's in my list of where do you find new books to read? Okay. Yeah. So she owns a bookstore down in Thomasville, Georgia. Um, and she has a great bookstagram page where she will post a book and, you know, give it a star rating and kind of tell a little bit about it. Um, and she, you know, I, she, it's a lot of secular books. Like it's not a Christian mm-hmm. book page. Um, no, uh, but I found, I found a lot of really great books through her. And then what should I read next? Modern Mrs. Darcy, her yes. little podcast that, or it's a big podcast, her big podcast that she does. Um, I'll find books through her sometimes. Um, and yeah, and then just through like word of mouth, like talking to you or I have a friend who goes to another church in Memphis that she will like text back and forth about books. And mm-hmm. um, anyway, yeah. What about that's you? Where do you like, find books? Yeah, that sounds like the, like all the, all the same places. Um, mm-hmm. Modern Mrs. Darcy. But what's interesting is I've never listened to her podcast. Um, yeah. I just look at the page and get the, the newsletters. Um, mm-hmm. And what I like about it, it's not always like new releases. 
Like she'll, right. she's yeah, backlist. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. And she'll do things that came out like 15 years ago that yeah. either slipped by me or, you know, it was in that span of time where I just didn't read any fiction. Um, mm-hmm. So it feels new, like the year of wonders. I mean, I think that was released in like 2003. So, you know, almost 20 years old, things that slipped by me. Um, I have good reading friends. I have a, a book club. I've been, I've quote unquote, been in for probably 10 or 12 years. I've not gone to in the past three, but um, they always recommend really good books and I still read the emails. So, you know, yeah. Um, and Meryl will That's film them if it's something I need to skip or <laughs> even though I'm not going, you need to read the book. Um, yeah, that's I, so fun. Yeah, I have found some like just book lists, um, mm-hmm. Pinterest, you know, when you're detox, not, I wouldn't even say detoxing when you're just trying to unwind from the day and you're sitting on the sofa and your husband's watching a shoot 'em up movie that you have absolutely no interest <laughs> in. So you open up your phone. Um, I will frequently go to Pinterest and just like look for book lists and yeah. Well, have little blurbs under about what, you know, what it is. So I've added, and typically when people recommend or I see stuff like that, I I immediately open Goodreads so that they're both open at the same time. And I just keep a list going. Mm -hmm. And um, as I finish books, I will go back to the Goodreads list, go to the library, see if I can download anything put things on hold. And so there's always like a queue of like, I don't, you know, three to six books Yeah, that, you know, something will come in. And if there's a gap, I'll go look for an audio book to like take up the time while I'm waiting for something else. Yeah. So that's typically how word of mouth mm-hmm. and then published lists and the, you know, kind of like those, well, if you loved this book, here are some others you might like. Yes. I love that. Read-alikes. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what they call it? I think so. Yeah. Well, what about, um, you mentioned having an audiobook on cue. What audiobook are you listening or have you listened to this year that have been good? Well, I don't, you know, I think the best one, the best audiobook I did was Ordinary Grace. Okay. Um, that, well, and I would say actually best non, best fiction, Ordinary Grace. The best nonfiction was Splendid in the Vile. I just, mm. I loved hearing it. Um, currently I am on the third book of the Hillary Montel. I think her last name is Mantel. It's the Wolf Hall series, Thomas yes. Cromwell in the 1500s. Mm-hmm. So I'm on the third one of that right now. I don't know. There's just something about having a British voice in your ear when you're doing things. So it lovely. Just, it just elevates pulling yeah. weeds. It elevates, yeah. you know, shopping <laughs> for groceries. It just... You want to drink a cup, a, a spot of tea and take <laughs> slowly. And so that's what I've got right now. What are you listening to? So I have not listened to as many audiobooks in the past year. Um, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and then I've been listening to music. That's something like a non book thing that's helped me through 2020 is just listening to a lot of music and has mm-hmm been like really freeing for my brain, but I have been listening to the Chronicles of Narnia with my oldest, um, Mm -hmm. which has just been a joy, really fun. We're on Prince Caspian right now. And so So I know, I know it's very fun. Number three. I think it's, um, there's Voyage of the Dawn after. Yes. 
because Horse and this boy is three. And yes. then you have Caspian. And then you. Yes. So that's a great way for me to plug Camp Narnia. Yes, go ahead. Uh, in the summer, yes. We're actually doing The Magician's Nephew. And that so will be fun. July the 6th through 9th, the Tuesday that's after July 4th. Like the 4th okay. is a Sunday, so the church is closed on the Monday, the 5th. Mm-hmm. And then we're gathering the 6th, 7th, 8th, and 9th. And that's just a camp that Pat Bogan has done for a couple of decades. I mean, I remember Crawford mm-hmm. doing it when he was little. And they just, they gather for two hours. It's real simple. They kind of take turns reading out loud, the, you know, going by character. Like you may be Polly and somebody else might be Diggory and someone else mm-hmm. is the Wicked Queen. I can't remember her name. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so you take turns reading the parts and just real mm-hmm. sweet. So that How, what are the ages? It, whenever they can read, like if you can okay. read and follow well, typically six or seven. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. First grade, I think, is when it used to be. But there's, you know, everything's kind of been pushed down over mm-hmm. the past couple of decades. And so now what used to be your goals by the end of first grade of now moving more to your, those, those goals have like shifted to kindergarten. So there are mm-hmm. a lot of stronger readers coming out of kindergarten now than there used to be. So as long as there are capable readers who can, you know, follow along and pay attention. And then, you know, by the time they're in sixth grade, they're a little too cool. Typically. So yeah. I will take Super fun. Yeah. I'll take all the sixth graders who love Narnia and want to come and read, but mm-hmm. typically, you know, first to, f- to fifth grade. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. Yeah. Right. Registration's open now. And I know that it's been linked in the messenger a couple of times. And so fun. I can't wait yeah. for my kids to be able to do that. Okay. And so I have a few kid books that we have um, gleaned over the past year that have been super fun. We've revisited them several times from our bookshelf, but Josephine and the Quarantine by... <gasps> Our very own yes. Candace Eccles. Um, my kids reach for that book every other day. The okay. cover, the colors. I think they love the colors and the cover. Um, and it's just a sweet story. Um, it's great, obviously, for, you know, the time that we're coming out of. And also just for your kids to, like, remember that time, too. And just, like, the Lord's faithfulness in that. Uh-huh. Um and then we also got, um, I think this was written in the last year, the Melissa Kruger, Wherever You Go, I Want You to Know book. We have really loved that one. And then there's another one by Betsy Childs Howard called Arlo and the Great Big Cover-Up, which is a really fun um, and sweet story. So those have been like three little fun kid books that we've gotten over the past year. And that's fun because the library has all three of those. Is there anything are else you, we want to sign off? Are you reading anything? right now that you need to talk about? No, not necessarily because I just this morning picked up Jen Wilkins new. Um, I think it's like 10. That's on my, I'm reading that now too, Jennifer. Are you reading it? Like you are in the midst of it. It is. It is top of my stack. I like brought it with me. I'm not reading it, I guess, but it's, I have it on my list of things that are like the next thing I'm going to pick up. Yeah. Oops, that book by Jen Wilkin. Yeah. yeah. It's been in, just like mm-hmm. your traveling stack. It's been on my um, quiet time stack and yeah. I just finally picked it up this morning. I was like, I'm just going to have to dive in. And I just, the way that she writes, 
and explains deep things in very understandable ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't foresee it being a challenge to be able to pay attention. Like I think my brain can do it. Yeah, for sure. I love her writing. I do too. And it just stays with you. Mm-hmm. I'm already, I'm only like seven pages in. I already have three spots where they're not only highlighted, but there's a bracket and a star and an underline. So. Ooh, ooh, wow. The triple whammy here. Yes. Very important <laughs> thing. Very important. Okay. Yeah. Well, are yeah, there any last? Are you? No. Yeah. I've, I'm, you know, I have that on my stack. And then we already talked about the Rose Code. That's my fiction that's on my stack. And then the only other thing I would say is um, I got the opportunity to go to TG, the Gospel Coalition Conference, April, whatever month ago that was. Um, And I got all these books. It was awesome. But one that I wanted to share, because I have been reading it um, with my husband and my kids, it's called Kitchen Table Devotions by Sergi... Sologub, Sologub, I'm so sorry, Sergi. I know you're listening right now, but yeah, out and out, one of the double digit people. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it, it talks about what is family devotion, why is it important, and then gives you an A to Z of um, it goes through like each letter is a name of, or an attribute of God. And so it has like a little a scripture and then it has a story and then it has some thought questions. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then afterwards you sing a song together and then you pray together. And it has just been That's so sweet. sweet. Like we're not as consistent with it, you know, as we, you know, but we are trying and every time we do it, it's wonderful. So I recommend it. Thanks for listening to another episode of Second Look. Don't forget to check the show notes for a list of the books and resources mentioned in this episode. 